and welcome to episode 229 of Laps Gamer Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and I'm going to expertly edit out the sound of me eating this delicious candy crisp apple. Um, joining me tonight, Mr. Andy Piddy, Mr. Chazzy, Mark Chazzy Ray. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing? All good, mate. All good. Yeah, All mate. Good. Go away for evening. A, go away for a week, and you forget how to how to host. I forget how to uh, host. I forget how to walk. <laughs> um, yeah, everything. Uh, tell you what, though, boys, it's never been a better time to be into video games if you have my specific taste in video games because. There's new Zelda, there's new Destiny expansion, there's a bunch of games coming out that are already out that I really want to play, and mm. I've already stuck on my, uh, like, will pick up on sale for sure list, like, um, humanity. Okay. Um, but uh, I tell you who is not having the best time right now, uh, and that is Blizzard. No. Um, no. I mean, Blizzard... Diablo 4 comes out uh, in like two weeks. Um, actually, just over a week at a time of recording. Mm. If you have uh, the, if you pre-ordered, so you get the early access. Um, but I mean, it, it's been a lot of bad times for Blizzard over the last um, few years, shall we say? Uh, Final Fantasy 14 absolutely eating World of Warcraft lunch. Um, there was the whole, like, uh, that Hearthstone guy getting banned for, um, pro Hong Kong independence or pro Hong Kong democracy, uh, stance that he took, uh, God, what else? I mean, all the sexual abuse scandals yeah. and whatnot, and a member of staff at Blizzard who, uh, was abused so much by, uh, a senior member of staff that they committed suicide. Um, whole lot of fucked up stuff. Um, and now they have cancelled the PVE element of uh, Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2, yeah. yeah. That's the game. Um, yeah. So Can't... I listened to the. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it, when they made that announcement, you could almost hear the, the, the secondary announcement of, and this is never ever going to come. It's, um, it was it, it was a very odd announcement. It was the main reason they kind of said, right, we're going to slap a two on this now, is this PvE element. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, now it's gone. So what? That was the whole reason yeah. that they gave for their having, for them not ceasing development on Borderlands, or Borderlands, fuck's sake, <laughs> for ceasing development on Overwatch 1 for like two years. Yeah. And then... Um, making bringing out uh, overwatch 2 their entire reasoning was we need a whole new game so that mm. we can put on this pve stuff um so on, why have we cancelled it because uh reasons it's hard yeah. they can't make it work essentially oh, yeah right. so they essentially can't make it work you think maybe we should have found that out when we're making two well this is the thing um there was a, uh, I'm going to plug a much better podcast than ours, um, the sadly soon-to-be-defunct Waypoint Radio, um, who had a lengthy discussion on the latest episode, and uh, Renata over at Waypoint uh, and um, Patrick did an excellent job of summarizing and compounding the whole Overwatch development story um, 
Including a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about. Like, I knew that, like, the Overwatch had spun off from a thing that was, like, called Project Titan, which was originally going to be a, um, like, another MMO game. Yeah. And then that didn't work, and Overwatch is what became of it. Wasn't it going to be, like, a third-person, I... like, sort of shooter-slash-MMO or something, like if I remember Something right. like that. Yeah. I don't know. But they ended up making this PvP thing. What I didn't know um, is that internally that the plan was to continue with the MMO stuff. And it was like, we need longer to develop this. So spin off a PVP game. Um, and then they can build that up into a MMO. Right. Um, and the first part of that was, <laughs> well, the first part of moving towards that was moving to Overwatch 2, introducing a PVE mode, which was then going to slowly a balloon into more of a complete mm. MMO experience. And that is now completely like completely shit the bed. It's completely over. But um they had a really, really discussion um again over on Waypoint Radio about like how Blizzard have taken like they absolutely nailed the launch of the game. Um buried multiple other games that came out in the same sort of space um fucking what was the borderlands developers game it was like um a moba first person moba battleborn it destroyed battleborn it killed lawbringers um a bunch of other games that came out and people were like oh this is kind of like overwatch but uh we'd rather just play overwatch so like it it buried a load of other games there's a load Mm. of goodwill everybody loved it i played it almost every night for like six months, me and a bunch of friends we wore it all the time, absolutely loving it. Um, they've got like these great characters uh, and they're bringing out these short films um, and they've got this basis to do something great and then they just did fucking nothing with it. They killed their own um, uh, esports stuff, which like in the first season was really interesting. First and then they couple tweaked... of seasons were really good. And then... Yeah, and then they tweaked it so much that it nobody cared. Yeah. Um, it became really boring and defensive and like uh, everyone was like running um, th- like three tanks and three healers uh, mm. and no DPS uh, and it, that's not fun to watch um, and then just like squandering the um, uh, the IP like the, the characters and the world that they've built by just not doing anything with it and they drew a comparison and I, this is like stuff that I some stuff that I was not aware of at all um, so like they drew the comparison with League of Legends which now I know there's a League of Legends animated show on mm. Netflix or something like that That's which is supposed to be really really good yeah. Um, yeah. but I didn't know there was like a whole like host of uh, developed by third parties but overseen by um, Riot themselves like indie games in the League of Legends universe like they've built out this whole universe uh, with all their characters so that the people who were into that stuff like really care about it. Um, and Blizzard could have done something like that and they haven't. Um, it just seems really, really... Uh, like what happened to Blizzard? I don't know. I mean, it's just... They've definitely lost their way. They've got sort of... It does seem like they they lose their way a lot, and then they sort of stumble into something eventually. But um, 
Mm. Yes, yeah, like you say, with Titan and then like sort of spinning that off and blah, blah, blah. But they've just kind of... I don't know how they've lost their way with Overwatch because, like you say, it was so dominant and so big and mm-hmm. there was just this... There was a tipping point, like you say, around that kind of second Overwatch League um, season where it was like we've got to rip this up and start again and start fiddling with it. And then that just, <laughs> it that then spawned what is now Overwatch 2, which is like, well, let's fiddle with it. Let's change it. Let's do this. Let's make it less players, you know, take two players from each side away. Or, or like a player each side, I should say. Away. Mm. You know, just like, let, let's fiddle, 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 fiddle. And then what we'll do is, well, you know, because the problem a lot with a lot of Overwatches is that, People see it as like, oh, you've got to have the react, you know, reactions of a god to shoot anything or do anything, right? Which isn't the case, really. I mean, I play a lot of it and I'm awful. But it, it, it's got that reputation of like, if you want to be anywhere near half decent at it, you've got to kind of really, really put the hours in. So hence why the PvE was so important. It was to drive new people to it and obviously making it free to play. You know, they thought, right, okay. We, we can pull in a whole new demographic with this, with the PVE, you know, then base, then start, you know, marketing stuff around the new characters and then people will pay for these characters like League of Legends and blah, 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 blah. And it'll be an absolute money spinner. And it just, for whatever reason, they've just torpedoed it. They shouldn't have come out with two. Two should have stayed. It should have stayed as one or 1. 1.5, you know. All these, all these amends and stuff to the multiplayer should have just been an upgrade you know with the promise of like two coming around the corner and then you wouldn't have been in this situation of having a wholly new overwatch 2 with no overwatch 2 in it basically yeah so uh, yeah it's just uh, someone over there whoever's in charge of that whole you know whoever's the 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 top bods in charge of that have just they've, they've got their strategy so badly wrong and then like you say well they've um They've completely lost their, um, Just lost their like way. market dominance as well. Yeah. Now it's like for a while, Overwatch was the shooter, mm. and then they let it languish, and they catered only to like the hardcoreest of hardcore players. Yeah, and so the entire game was balanced with the with the people like you know with the with the, the esports crowd in mind. Yeah, and it alienated the casuals, and now. They're never going to be able to recover that because it's too late. Apex Legends exists. This is and it, right? they're actually, you know, taking... Not only is the game balanced and fun uh, and free, game, which yeah. until Overwatch 2, yeah. it wasn't. Um, it, but was it but it's also... Pound, yeah. But they also... Sorry? Yeah. Was it a 70 pound? Oh, no, it was, uh, Overwatch 2 wasn't... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Overwatch mm. 1 wasn't. It was, a, it was a full price game, like 60 quid, yeah. Yeah, well, it depends on which version you got. You could get a cheaper oh. version, or you could get the version which came with a bunch of skins and stuff mm. like that. And that—that that was the version oh. that everyone, the, the uh, uh, Origins editions or something like that. Yeah, which is the version that everyone got. Or if you were a fucking loser like me, you bought the like the physical collector's edition, which takes up far too much space on my <laughs> shelf. Um, but yeah, uh, Respawn are doing such a great job with um, with Apex Legends and building out and expanding the Titanfall universe, unfortunately, to the detriment of Titanfall itself. Um, 
that you know people really care about that shit and it's got a really healthy esports scene as well which overwatch 2 doesn't does not have uh at least doesn't have the same audience anymore like if you go go and look on twitch Mm. and look at the number of people watching people play apex legends versus the number of people watching overwatch 2 and it's like it's not even a competition anymore it's over it's over um and it was like this was like the one area like this is like the one thing this the one area where blizzard really for, wasn't it but it's also but it's like um you know it, it's kind of destroyed the idea that well at least for a while they did like blizzard built this 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 reputation of like they would they would like uh move into a particular um genre which was already a thing then yeah. they're never like the innovators of a genre uh, but they would move into a genre fairly early on, or like a you know, um, and then they would just like make the best version of it. So like MMOs existed, uh, but then World of Warcraft happened, and then that was the only MMO. Like CCGs existed for fucking forever, mm. but then Hearthstone comes along. Only thing, only game people are playing is Hearthstone. Um, I mean, I'm sure there were games like Diablo before Diablo, but now Diablo is the only one that people really care about. Um, and for a while, Overwatch was the only competitive PvP shooter people gave a shit about, uh, and it was the first time they'd ever made a shooter, and it was really, really impressive. And it's like I still got really fond memories of those first six months or so of playing. But it's it, still good to play now. It's just very fragmented. That's that's. The I problem. don't like five v five. Yeah, but that's it. Like that's the change that they made. Like they they took a year off, and then deleted the old game to give us this new one. And all they've done is take away one player per team uh, and some of the maps. Mm. Uh, and and now, yeah, and now everything is like microtransactions and mm. uh, it's fucking gross and the community doesn't like it and I don't like it and I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. My time with Overwatch is over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, should we stop moaning about Blizzard and talk yeah. about... Yeah. Possibly some more exciting things. Possibly, maybe I don't know. Uh, some would say fairly underwhelming. Um, mm. But last night, time of recording was PlayStation's big showcase. The first one that they've had in like a couple of years. There's been a few state of plays where they've like shown a few short trailers for or, or teased some things, but mainly like shown smaller third party games, indie games, and stuff like that. But yeah. This was this was Sony's big. Hey, this is what we've got coming out. This is the this is the reason to own a PlayStation Five if you don't already own one. Mm. Um, and I didn't really see anything last night that would make me want to buy a PlayStation Five. No. Um, a lot of multi-platform games, uh, and uh, of the exclusives that they showed that weren't also coming to PC. In fact, there were none. There were none. Mm. No exclusives they showed that weren't that weren't already announced to come to PC or weren't going to be coming to PC in like six months' time. Or weren't already on like, PC in some cases. Uh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So uh, they opened up with uh, Haven. Uh, no, sorry, Havens uh, exclusive. Um, PlayStation exclusive Fair Games. Is that what it's called? Yeah, fair games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A competitive modern heist game where you team up to break into exotic locations and steal cargo. Boy, what does that sound like? That, that yeah. sounds like hyenas. That sounds very much like hyenas. <laughs> um, 
It sounds exactly like hyenas. Exactly, yeah. Um, Very weird. So I think... Um, who is it? Is it Creative Assembly who's yeah, making Creative hyenas? Assembly making that, yeah. Um, I bet they were... Um, oh, they, must, I mean, they probably already knew about it, this, it, but... It, let's put it this way. When it came on, like I've been beta testing hyenas as a, you know, FYI. It came on, and I went, oh, brilliant. Like, the typeface and everything, all the colorways, the way the trailer looked... I went, oh, brilliant, they're going to show hyenas off for the first time. Yeah. And then it was something completely different. I was like, wow. Well, not completely different. Well, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> something like exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same, but with a different name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I genuinely couldn't believe it. I mm. thought, how is this not going to get, like, sued out of, like, all existence? Yeah. But, yeah. Very well. Uh, we shall wait to see what that's like. I've got more hope probably in whatever Creative Assembly do. Mm. Um, uh, next up there was, this was a genuine surprise and very yeah. pleasant one for me, Helldivers 2. Uh, I played the absolute shit out of the first Helldivers. absolutely loved it. It's a completely different style now. It's an over-the-shoulder instead mm. of like top-down isometric. Still, uh, I think like look like four-player co-op, um, but like a cover shooter, over-the-shoulder cover shooter sort of thing. Um, still got that very like tongue-in-cheek Starship Troopers yeah. um, vibe about it. Um, I love the humor in the first Helldivers. I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and it's out this year, and it's coming to PC as well. Thank you did very it, much. Did they give you give us a, a specific like month nope. or just no nope, just 2023? Okay, that'll be that that'll be October then. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I've got enough to be playing at the moment. Exactly. Now I'm back. Um, uh, an EA double a sort of game thing i don't know yeah, immortals immortals yeah. uh of immortals of, of avium or however you pronounce yeah. that um i can't remember what, how they labeled it It was like ea studios or something like that like one of their not not the indie ones but like next level up but not a full like triple a i don't know i don't know it could be i don't know what you what category it would fall under uh it didn't really grab me no it, did, it, did, it, did either i think it looked quite good yeah. I look for it. It reminded me of um, Hexen and Heretic. There was um, the the face all the face animations uh, were very very over pronounced, shall we say, mm. over animated mm. in yeah. an in an off putting way. Uh, and I know that's a silly thing to to pick up on, but I I don't know. That's what I remember about that trailer was the over animated <laughs> faces. Um. Ghost Runner 2. Mm. Uh, I didn't play Ghost Runner 1. I think it had a lot of problems, Ghost Runner 1. And, okay. Uh, yeah, it's quite, that's why it was quite a surprise for Ghost Runner 2 to be coming out, but it just looked a little, little empty for me, that game. Yeah. It, it, part of me was like, oh, it's kind of neon whitey, like neon white-esque. But um, yeah, having gone back and then looked at Ghost Runner 1, it's not like that. It's just a... Just there's lots of empty empty areas that you jump around and kind of you know do lots of parkour. Yeah, parkour, parkour, parkour. Shoot! Now they've added a motorbike. Yay! Great. Yeah. Like don't don't really care. <laughs> um, Phantom Blade Zero looks very very much look like um. Oh, it's a Bloodborne esque, isn't it? What was the game that came out like a couple of months ago by the Neo developers? Whoa, long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks. Wolong. It just looks like Wo Long, um, but I don't know. I've never heard of Cruel Man Studio. It looked cool. 
Uh, I'd probably just just play Wolong because yeah. uh, that developer knows what they're doing. Um, Giant Squid Studios mm. uh, game, Sword of the Sea. Uh, Giant Squid Studios were the developer of Abzu, yeah. which was a very, and very powerful. cool journey-like um, scuba game. Mm. Um, it looked it looked like uh, um, Journey on a Surfboard. Basically, yeah. yeah. Looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Talos Principle 2. I didn't play the Talos Principle 1. Was it a puzzle game? Oh, nope. I thought that was a puzzle game. Yeah. Okay. It is a puzzle game, but I never played it. It got a lot of good buzz, the first one. It's one of those um, kind of like all, on all the game of the years at the sort of bottom end. Sort of good honourable mention game, that. Yeah. Um, Neva or Never, NEVA, a new game by the developers of Gris. Mm. Uh, I never played Gris. It's supposed to be very good. Um, I'll get around to playing it at some point. I, I like the. The trailer it it had very it had uh not in terms of its art style but like um it kind of reminded me a little bit of Princess Mononoke hmm. um with the big wolf and <laughs> I don't know. yeah um Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean boo uh <laughs> I haven't played any Cat Quest games before it looked it looked cute yeah uh but it's getting sinned for that pun yes mate um. <laughs> 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 foam stars yeah. which is just splatoon if if, if like anime but a foam splatoon. party yeah anime yeah. foam party splatoon well uh, foam stars is possibly the worst title for a video game yeah. i've ever heard someone said there must um, be a porn site that's called that already surely oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i saw that yeah <laughs> yeah there's definitely a porn site called foam stars um yeah, it didn't grab me. I, I didn't particularly like the aesthetic. Uh, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm sorry, Splatoon already exists. And if you come with the king, you best not miss. Yeah, mate. Um, the Plucky Squire. That one, I, yeah. I, yeah, I like the look of this. I don't remember that one. Um, it's sort of like a bit of a Zelda, old style Zelda like. And then they I'm watching um, the trailer now. Go into the modern world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but you're Devolver, playing on so a it's book. Got half a chance of being decent. Oh, I yeah. see. And then it goes 3D, and you're playing. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I'm fully on board. Yeah. It's a game where you're a little person in a like, you know, like what? um, fucking what was the um Pikmin like game we played recently? Tinykin. Tinykin. It's got a Tinykin vibe. Like nice. you go from being 2D on the pages of a book, and then you're running around a big bedroom. Like yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely on board for that. Uh, again, that's coming to everything, including the Switch. <laughs> um, Teardown. Wow. Uh, coming to consoles. Um, but like as Jeff Gerstmann was saying on his coverage, Teardown isn't Teardown without mod support. And I yeah. don't think the PlayStation 5 will be able to handle the mods that people have made for Teardown because it makes his... like. 4090 rig creek yeah well this is um, it this is the thing like, it, yeah. like me playing that on my pc at the moment and like, i haven't got the greatest graphics card in the world and it does like i've got to turn it all down to like sort of below medium to get it to run you know so it's um it's quite intensive so i'd imagine there's a lot of compromises that they've had to make to get that to run nicely i mean it looked like it ran well on the yeah. on the footage that we saw so i'm hoping that you know it Everyone needs to play the, this game because it's incredible. 
So yeah, I do want to play it at some point coming. with mod support, but it's only with mod support because teardown isn't teardown. I mean, it would be nice if they could like get a few mods together and then sort of bring it out as a DLC Ooh. pack or something. Yeah, but the fun mods are not going to be the sort of things you're going to be able to get on PlayStation nah. because Sony's going to be like, no, you will not make 9-11 happen again on our platform. <laughs> uh, and that's the f- most fun thing about Teardown is crashing planes into buildings and whatnot. Um, Metal Gear Solid Triangle, Snake Eater. Delta, apparently. Delta, right, yeah. okay. I, I was Fair trying enough. to work it out. I don't know my Greek alphabet. This is it, mate. So, yeah. Um, so a remake of Metal Gear Solid, Snake Eater. Mm. But uh, Does with... it need, do we need this? This is. The I thing. mean, it would be nice to. Can you imagine Snake Eater in the Fox engine with the MGS Five controls? Yeah, that would be a fucking winner. I mean, screenshots I've seen Snake look Eater's. But it's still well, Snake Eater is... old mechanics. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine because Snake Eater is the best Metal Gear Solid game. Mm. Uh, it is objective. Uh, some scientists did some tests and they came out and it's objectively <laughs> the greatest Metal Gear Solid game ever made. Um, it's just doesn't control great by modern standards. Probably did yeah. control great by the standards at the time, to be honest, but, uh, but it would give it the MGS five controls and maybe this could be, yeah, that would be great. Mm. Um, but it's still going to have Kojima's name. Old, yeah. Yes. It was a PS two game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, Still going to have Kojima's name excised from it, which is fucked. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and they're very much trying to ape a Kojima feel from the trailer. Um, I don't know. But they're also bringing out 1, 2, and 3 on various platforms. Basically, it's the first, it's fifth anniversary. Awesome. They want to cash in and make some money. But which versions are they doing? Is it Legacy Editions or the HD versions? It is... I, I don't know because those ever. disappeared from stores a long digital from digital yeah. stores a long time ago. Because I have been, I've got Metal Gear Solid One on my Vita. Uh, I currently don't have any way of playing two and three. No, um, obviously, yeah, you can play it on. I've got Ooh. the Metal Gear Collection, which is mm-hmm. I lots think, of PS3, 360. Yeah, 360. So you can, yeah, you, I think it was two, yeah. three, and uh, what's the one with Paz? Peace Walker, Walker, yeah, yeah, Yeah. which was the PSP game, yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah. which I noticed was missing from this collection, which is a shame because Peace Walker is really good. Um, One of the better ones, better than Metal Gear 4. Yeah, I'm excited for it uh, because it's the best Metal Gear game. Like, Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my all time favorite video games of ever. It's fucking great. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. Mm. Um, if anyone can fuck it up, it's Konami. Um, <laughs> but it's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and it's coming to Steam as well. So that's good. Yeah, probably a good Steam Deck game. Mm. Um, Towers of Agazba. Um, Just want to say Agrabah. No idea. Yeah, um, can't remember anything about that. Uh, there was another Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Hey. Um, it looks really, really good. My I watched. Uh, Clive. This is the main character, isn't it? He's called Clive. He's called Clive. Yeah, um, I, Ralph Ineson does the voice of a character in it. I didn't know. I was like, I recognise that that, I think that gravelly voice. Him. What's his? Who what was his name in the office? Finchie. Uh, yeah. Chris was Finch. that him? Was that yeah? Chris Finch, was that his name? Yeah. yeah, that's that's Ralph Ineson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Um, see, I I know him from like you know uh, the Witch and um, various other films. Uh, like iconic voice, 
Um, Can't wait. That's a big, a gruff voice, aren't they? Very, very gruff voice. Mm. Yeah. Nah. I, I watched. Oh, yeah, he's um, in Willow, the TV series. I watched uh, Michael Hyam over at GameSpot talking about having played like the first eight hours or so, uh, and everything about it makes me really, really want to play it. But I will have to get in a queue behind Zoe because uh, yeah. she'll want to play it first. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do. Um, I think this is gonna I be might just wait day one on game this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It looks so good, and the combat looks like fucking Devil May Cry. Yeah. That's the uh, bit I'm interested yeah. in is because obviously I really enjoyed Seven with that kind of halfway house sort of yeah. uh, control system. So now they're going full or almost full, um, like you say, Devil May Cry. I'm w- well mm-hmm. up for that. Mm. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this game. I'm hope it doesn't really uh, let me down. Uh, Chelsea's most anticipated game of the year, <laughs> Alan Wake Two. Right. So this is the thing. I saw this <laughs> and I went, "Yes, it's Alan Wake," but. It fucking ter- looks terrifying. I'm not going to lie. It does. It's not really absolutely terrifying. If it, like Sam Lake's in it as well, <laughs> or else like that's Max Payne's face. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm currently I've just bought um Control again, so I can put on the PS the PS5 version for like dead cheap. So I'm going to mm-hmm. start that and run through that again, and yeah, maybe that might give me the uh, impetus. To I, I need to play that too. Yeah, I need to play that. Um, so yeah, it's my next been, couple of games. It has been banging on for ages mm. uh, to get me to play Control, so I will. Um, Revenant Hill. So was is this night the in debut the woods? game? That's what I thought. But it's like the debut game from a studio called the Glory Society. Yeah. But the art oh, style sorry. is so night in the woods. Like, there's got yeah. to be some connection there. Yeah, it must. Be. I, if there's not, then there's going to be lawsuits. Because the the art style is it is it is Night in the Woods. Mm. The art I just style, thought it was like a um, prequel, maybe of like to Night in the Woods or something. Like or? The, the trailer started, and I said to Zoe, "It's like Night in the Woods." Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. that's not what it was, and I looked like a fool. But um, <laughs> it's there's got to be good. some connection. Yeah, got to be. But it doesn't show you um, anything about what the game is or anything. It's just a lovely yeah. animation, and it's like mm, uh, okay. What what type of game is it? But yeah, it's very odd. I don't know, but um, I love the art style, mm. so uh, it made me want to play Night in the Woods again. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, so Grand Blue Fantasy is a huge uh, mobile RPG game and animated series, I think, and various other franchises in um, Southeast Asia. Um. I played the fighting game, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Versus yeah. which was fucking phenomenal. Like one of the best fighting games I've played in years. Uh, and this is a full RPG in that um, fit series. I don't know whether it's going to be free to play or not. So this it is just might basically be, uh, cashing on Genshin, right? Genshin Impact. Uh, no, Grand Blue Fantasy has lasted, has been around for a long time. Oh, no, no. But what I mean is, is this, like, this, this version of it is like basically quick, let's wheel this out because. Genshin's doing really well, and we've got something that's very similar. That's so, like uh, Grand Blue Fantasy has been around since 2014, mm. but it's a, a web browser and Blimey. like mobile game in Japan. Blimey. Um, so, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is an upcoming action role playing game. Yeah. Uh, oh. It was a, apparently this was originally going to be but between 2016 and 2019 this was being developed by Platinum and then Cy mm-hmm. Games took over 
So there is going to be some platinum DNA in there, which is promising. Um, Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Uh, so trailer for the single player campaign. It's great. Um, uh, Ultros, a psychedelic side-scrolling action game, which looked fucking uh, looked absolutely like mind-bending in terms of its visuals, like <laughs> an art style uh, unlike anything I'd. Well, um, I don't know how to describe the art style. How would you describe it? I'm just looking at it now because this is where I had to turn um, off for a bit. So I'm like, this is the bit of, psychedelic. Yeah, it's very kind of. I don't know, yeah. like multi psychedelic, but psychedelic in like a in like a uh, in, in like a I don't know a nineties metal t shirt sort of way, yeah, or a, yeah, yeah, like say a screensaver on your Mac kind of way. Uh, it looks wild, um, and um, I don't know, yeah, it's a two D side scrolling action game. Um, looked kind of like a. Uh, Dead Cells, or um, what was the metal theme? Valve, um, oh no, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the I, know the one, one. I know the one you're talking about, I can't remember what it's called, yeah. it's not Valheim, it's the... No. Scorch, no, Scorn? Scorn? No, 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 no. Uh, Scorn's another one like no, that as well. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, it looks good, it looks good. Um, it's due out in 2024, uh, looks, uh, like in terms of art style, it's one of the most striking... Not the most striking. Well, it probably is the most striking, but like, mm. yeah, definitely up there anyway of, of the evening. Um, Tower of Fantasy, an open world RPG coming out this summer. Mm. Looked like another Genshin game. Right, yeah. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, the first trailer. This wasn't, yeah. a, this wasn't a huge surprise because we already knew it was happening, but it was nice to actually see a trailer. See it, yeah. it, looks, yeah. it looks like more Dragon's Dogma. I might be banging uh, into it. I'm there. Good. Yeah. I'm there. Mm. I'm fucking there. I love Dragon's Dogma so much. <laughs> I bought it on three separate platforms. I bought it uh, on PC it. about six months ago, and I, I should really go back to it because I, I never really started it properly. You should, but, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good mods for it as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Five Nights of Freddy's, nobody cares. Yeah. Resident yeah. Evil 4 VR mode. That's uh, just... <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, too spoopy for me. Yeah. Um, a whole bunch of PSVR 2 stuff. Uh, Arizona Sunshine yep. 2. I've seen Arizona Sunshine pop up in Steam sales loads, mm. and I was like, I don't, I'm not interested in this um, because uh, it can't be fucked with like zombie stuff. Yeah. And then I saw this trailer, uh, and I hated it so much you could not pay me to play it. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer was awful. So yeah. bad. And then they um, used part of this trailer as the stinger at the end to go back yeah. to and that was just the like oh, and it was they it was did awful like yeah. the last thing they showed was this was the him holding black. the zombie head and going blah 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 like yeah. as if that was a funny joke fuck off yeah, randy pitchford can do better than that this that's saying something <laughs> um crossfire sierra squad uh, crossfire has play- failed on every single platform it's ever been on so let's try it on vr um <laughs> synapse bleh. Beat Saber. Beat Saber's out now. That's yeah. all the PSVR stuff. Great. Yeah. Um, marathon. Now, we have thoughts on Marathon. Okay. So, Marathon Marathon to me, right, is uh, like Bungie's Marathon as well. This isn't like some other game called Marathon. This is Bungie's Marathon. To me, was basically a game I have, I have dear to my heart because I, mm-hmm. I it basically used to, when I first moved to London... 
I used to stay behind after work and sit on the Macs at work and we had a copy of Marathon and I would just sit there and play it and play it and play it and play it um, until basically like the cleaners turned around and said, look, we're going to lock up. Can you go now, please? Um, I adore <laughs> Marathon. It helped me mm-hmm. through like that whole period of like moving up to t- up to London. It is an incredible like first go at Halo, essentially. And... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant, really atmospheric, um, re- really stylish single-player narrative game. So then when I saw this and it and it popped up and with the marathon logo, I lost my mind. Um, and then I realised it was just that it seems to be that they've just kind of put the name to a generic sort of sh- looter shooter. No. Is that not what it was? They said so. They've said that there's a lot of information on the uh, Bungie on the, on the Marathon website. Also, by the way, if you freeze frame right at the very beginning, you see like the the genetically modified um, silkworm. Yeah, there's a QR code on on its face, and if you scan that, it takes you to a weird right. website. Okay, um, so that f- has a log that has a login section. Dish, uh, and so we're just game. waiting for someone to brute force that login oh, right. uh, to see what's on the other side. Because it's going to be some wild shit. But they said that it's it is in the marathon universe, but it is not a continuation of marathon. It is a right. PvP right. extraction shooter. Right. It's 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 uh, no no. It's it's uh, Escape from Tarkov. It's COD DMZ. Right. Okay. Weird. Again. Yeah. Odd. Because you know, in my head, marathon is dark space stations. That you're sort of you know bit 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 doom esque, but v- bit quakey, and um, yeah. you know whereas this, but it's is in just, that universe, but yeah, like but it not. could be further down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a, I don't know. If they, all I will put... say is, aside from that indie game that we were talking about a minute ago, Ultra, whatever, Ultros, this was the most, and it wasn't gameplay; it was yeah, only a cinematic a trailer, but it was the most visually striking. Like I hadn't gorgeous. seen. I haven't seen a take on like a cyberpunky sort of thing that looked like this. Mm. So much color, well, like people don't put color in games anymore. Yeah. I mean, like when when I when you take out <laughs> I take out that enemy and it like lands in that sort of milk and all the kind of blue cloud comes yeah. out of it, and oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I've got to say, it did really make me sit up. I could have done without the audio. Oh, I loved it. That, that I loved it. Glitchy thing at the end that made my ears nearly burst. Oh, I loved it. But yeah, but the thing is, though, this is Bungie, right? This is the but, Destiny yeah, people, right? It's, well, it's the Halo people. It's the, well, yeah, right. And like Halo, do you remember when, do you remember when Halo had good multiplayer? So when Bungie thing, made it. This is it. So that's the bit that's exciting me about this the most. All right, I can kind of, I would like to them to have put like marathon subtitle, whatever, just to kind of like, like give me, give me like, you know, take it away from me if that makes sense. Take it away from my like single player narrative focus. But yeah, this I mean, to be fair, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking it's a bungee game that is multiplayer. They've obviously come up with something like they've the type the controls are going to be incredible. And yeah, I because of their pedigree, this is this is a day one. But you you've know. also got to take into account that they are not making it for you. No, that's it, right? They're, they're making this for people whose parents were teenagers when the first marathon came out. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's like, I'll tell you what it reminds me of is, do you remember when I was talking to you about Syndicate? And Syndicate yes. to me is yes. the isometric. 
and then yeah. they made Syndicate the first person shooter and, and it, it fucking incre- rocks and it's yeah. fucking incredible it so rocks hoping- so hard this is it so this is what I'm hoping is that like basically I just need to get over it and then see- but I but I, the, what's really helping me get over it is the fact that this is a Bungie multiplayer game and it's Bungie. Uh, they have know, been tooling up for a while. This game's going to be a little way off the right, though, but I, I get the feeling that they've been working on this a while because Lord knows they haven't been putting that effort mm. into Destiny. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, so I, I thought, like, we've seen no gameplay or anything, but uh, nobody makes shooters that feel like Bungie games, so I have high hopes. Mm. No, I'm buying up for that. Uh, it's the thing that keeps me playing. It's, it's been having me playing uh, Destiny, like, constantly at least once or twice a week since 2014 is the fact that it feels so fucking good to play so yeah, yeah. um i'm looking forward to that whatever the whatever it ends up like turning out like uh, i'm sure it will feel good to play um speaking of bungie they showed a trailer for the final shape a teaser trailer which is the uh the final part of this 10 year story <laughs> um this expansion's coming cool. out um, probably February next year uh, on their current cadence. Uh, they said that will not be the end of Destiny, but it'll be the end of that this part of the Destiny story. Um, Cade's back somehow. Oh, how? I don't know. Um, but sure, whatever. Uh, I know nobody who listens to this podcast <laughs> or who is on this podcast cares about Destiny. I don't care me. about Destiny, but I just don't. Like I'm, I'm so far away from any of the lore. Of it. Like, you know. That's fair. Yeah. Um, new PvP multiplayer first-person shooter from Firewalk Studios called Concord. All mm. it was was the teaser trailer. We didn't see anything else. Yeah. Um, then a bunch of hardware. Uh, Project Q, a yeah. handheld, which is basically like a screen wedged in the middle of a DualSense, which will be able to stream PlayStation Five games over Wi-Fi from your PlayStation Five, a la um the how you could used to be able to do with the vita yeah um yeah but it's a dual sense it's a proper actual you know dual sense controller yeah, with a screen in it screen essentially isn't it? if that is a hundred quid absolute no-brainer mm. it, oh, it, it basically yeah. turns your yeah. playstation 5 into a wii u at that point yeah like why wouldn't you do it yeah uh if it's more than that then mm, it's gonna be a ipad at the moment to do the, a similar uh, thing where like you set the ipad up and like kind of play it and Having that yeah. downstairs, just streaming straight from the PS5 is great, and it works really well. So if, if it's much dedica- more than a hundred quid, because yeah. all it can do is stream from your PlayStation Five. That's mm. all it can do, as far as we know. Yeah, it's if it's more be. than a hundred quid, uh, no. Yeah. Um, well, how much is a PS5 controller? About sixty quid, sixty seventy quid, yeah. Sixty quid. Yeah. So you're looking thirty-five, maybe one twenty. It'll be in that ballpark. It'll be in that sort yeah. of British. Yeah. Like but much more than that, if you get up to like 150 quid price, then you're looking at like half the price of a Steam Deck at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no point that high. No. Um, 120 quid, you probably. Hmm. They showed some headphones. Yes. Cool. The, the some little, earbuds. Little jobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I've got a pair of Sony Bluetooth noise cancelling earbuds, uh, and they're very good. Um, this brought to you by Sony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we got like a 12, 15 minute long trailer for Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that looks great. Um, Craven is in it. Uh, Spider-Man uh, has got the, 
uh, Wes Craven. <laughs> um, uh, Spider Man uh, has got the um, has got the Venom suit, and he's all he's all like angry. He's super angry because he's got the Venom suit. Um, <laughs> I don't think I haven't played Miles Morales yet, so I don't know if that happens in Miles Morales or anything. But he just I turned up and he had the Venom suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to play it as well. Uh, then they played like a bunch of gameplay. The game looks fucking rad. It looks really good. Uh, you can jump between Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Um, uh, yeah, it looked very, very cool. Mm. I will 100% play that at some point when it ends up on PC. Mm. I'd like to play the first one. The first one's dead good. Just dead Honestly, good. yeah, I can thoroughly yeah. recommend it. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Insomniac, yeah. absolutely knocking it out of the park. Um, yeah, very good. It's mad considering like how much Microsoft have been paying for studios and how much Sony been paying for mm. studios as well over the last few years. The fact that I think um, Insomniac costs like two hundred million. That's bonkers, isn't it? That's and they're hit crazy. Right That's cheap. And like, uh, I mean, their games have been kind of propping, well, almost single-handedly propping up the PlayStation 5 for the first few years of it. I mean, like, with um, Spider-Man Miles Morales and uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. and Ratchet and Clank. Like, they're three big uh, exclusive PlayStation titles uh, coming out of one studio. And they're also working on the Wolverine game as well, right? Yeah, that's yep. that's the way. Yeah, I was surprised they hadn't yep. they hadn't shown that. I was waiting for that to pop up, and it never did. When I yeah. first saw the Craven stuff, I thought that's what it was, was going to be. I thought because I'm not particularly au fait with Craven. Um, uh, he's one of the cards I used to use in Marvel Snap when I played that. Uh, so I, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be Wolverine. Um, but no, I don't know it looks good. It looks good, but um, overall. Uh, they showed a whole lot of games that you'll be able to play lots of places um, and not a lot of games that you can only play on oh we missed one we forgot to mention Assassin's Creed Mirage that another multi-platform looked, game that, um, that looked really like going backwards that looked like very aggressive that game uh, yeah but I'm very excited for it because it's set in a in an in a, uh, area of the world in a period of history that I'm very interested mm. in I love the setting of the first one um this seems like it'll be even way more actually way more exciting than that because it's more like uh it before the crusades and shit fucked so everything up around there going on at that, in that time um, period right but it's much smaller than the last few assassin's creed games mm. um there's going to be big open world assassin's creed games but this is going to be more compact more like the older games where it was like one big city rather than you know yeah, it's going back the to entire the greek peninsula half a world yeah. yeah um yeah super excited uh for mm-hmm. that i end up buying every assassin's creed game anyway <laughs> so I, i'll definitely play it but yeah um yeah not a whole lot of games to be excited about if um well, no, there's lots of games to be excited about, but there's, uh, there's not a whole lot of games that like make, would make me rush out and buy a PlayStation 5. No. No. Uh, Other than Spider-Man, nothing I don't in think there. anything in that would make me want to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even um, despite the fact that Sony own Bungie, Marathon is, uh, and e- apparently every Bungie game going forward will be multi-platform. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Marathon's multi-platform yeah. as well. Because they didn't really show anything. Hmm. Very odd. I mean, do they need to? 
I mean, I was, looking, is, I was just looking at some. You know that a lot of these are going to come up. Five million. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying yes, they're saying a lot of. Discord. I know, but but like, uh, I know. I'm this is this, I'm talking. This is a very me centric thing. There was nothing <laughs> there that made me want to go out and buy a PlayStation. I have access to one, and I never play on it. Yeah. I know. I, I sort of. I was thinking about this. You think about it. They get criticised. I think we got criticised a couple of years ago, wasn't it? PS4 area. Uh, when we just released loads of stuff that was like two, three years down the line, and they took a massive hammering about mm. it, you know, like yeah, all of it was CGI. And I, and I think now there's, you go. there's going to be a lot of stuff uh, in development which is still fairly early on because, because like pandemic hampered, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. because they yeah. brought because a, a bunch of Sony games came out right before and during the early part of the pandemic, and then I guess all those studios were like. Uh, uh, or we can't do anything now because everyone's in lockdown. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing they have. They probably will have a whole bunch of games in like 2025, 2026. Uh, Thing is, though, like we're three years into this console cycle, right? So yeah. you got to think at three years of a normal console cycle, you you are. This is where the the big games are starting to filter through. But I'm hoping that what happens is this console generation knocks on a couple of extra years, and so you'll probably end up looking at like sort of maybe next year, the year after, is when you start to see, you know, the big leaps and the the big interesting games coming through. Because mm-hmm. yeah, at the yeah. moment it's just like it does feel a little bit of a holding pattern, you know. Mm. I mean, you got. I've also heard opinion pieces that saying look, Microsoft. Um, Activision deal that's holding some stuff up, up mm. as well. You know, you're not going to want to reveal everything well, you, you've got if it just, yeah, you don't want to look like a know, big market, you, like you have a bigger market share than you have. Yeah, so it's there's there's, there's like a lot of cat and mouse going mm. on. Um, mm. I mean, I, I think the new plan is I was reading was like they're going to release two exclusives a year. Every year they're going to try and release two big. Exclusives a year, you know, a variety of genres and stuff um, going forward. But that's fine. So, but you've got to bolster that with like third party yeah, stuff yeah. around it, and you've got to ask yourself, looking yeah. at this, what they've announced. Uh, you know, are they doing enough to kind of bolster the rest of the year? Um, well, Spider-Man Two is massive. That'll sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Andy was saying, like it's not like they're hurting for sales; that they're still absolutely rinsing yeah, Xbox exactly. on uh, console sales. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they are in in relation to Nintendo. I don't know if Nintendo's still ahead or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, but Xbox aren't really in the console business so much anymore. They're in the they're in the Game Pass business. business, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very it's a it's a weird yeah, I mean, even then, I was looking at thing. I think was it you know the new PS Plus tiers? Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got fourteen point one million subscribers to those tiers in ten months. <sighs> it's bananas. That's mad because it's is nowhere near as good of a deal as Game no. Pass is. Uh, but, no, but that's that's just nuts. But that's, you know, but that's just an install base, Microsoft. right? That's just just you. So, so you've got such a large install base that even if X mm. percent uh, convert into um, PlayStation Plus, yeah. they're going to get those kind of big numbers just because there's more yeah. people with those PlayStations. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was the PlayStation uh, showcase. Uh, I guess that officially kicks off not E3 2023. <laughs> not um, the official but... summer of games, but not a festival of summer, <laughs> summer festival of games because that's someone else's. Yeah. Well, Jeff. Oh. I mean, this is all owned by Jeff Keighley. Jeff Jeff Keighley owns video games shown in the video game trailers shown in the summer. They're all owned by Jeff Keighley. Whether um, you like it or not, I did oh. quite oh. like. Did you see Microsoft uh, the the Xbox Twitter feed shit posting last night? No. Um, right after that, all the way through, they were like, so the Metal Gear Solid trailer went off, and they they posted like exclamation mark emoji cardboard box emoji. <laughs> um, and then as soon as the showcase had finished they just dropped an image with all of the games that Sony had shown that are also coming to Xbox <laughs> it's like I, I I appreciate this level of shithousery going on between um, yeah. the two because this, this, at the moment there's no love lost between them really over the, no. the whole uh, fighting over the Activision Blizzard nonsense um, uh, anyway, um, more stuff to come in the coming weeks, I'm sure, from uh, Xbox and all mm. the uh, big publishers and then whatever the I fuck know. we see at but, Jeff Keighley's nonsense. But guys, you missed a big festival today. Why? What happened today? Warhammer Schools mm. uh, Festival of Video <laughs> Games. Uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't so Warhammer much. have their own festival. It's because they bring out 500 um, games a year. Yeah. Well, I know. They have, I don't know, I'm, I'm just like scrolling through it. So there are a number of Warhammer games coming out. One, what's this one? So you've got a real-time strategy set in the War, Age of Sigma universe. You've got a Warhammer Speed Freaks, which is like, um, looks like a bit like Burnout. Mad Max-esque type. Um, anyone played Power Wash Simulator? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, new Warhammer 40k yeah, DLC. That, yeah. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> um, Space Marine Two showcasing Rogue Trader coming out. What's an RPG? Um, Bolt Gun, um, Xbox. Oh, that's the one I was going to say. That, has anyone played that Bolt Gun? Yeah. Uh, not, not yet. yet. No, no. Oh, I will yeah. play it mm. for sure. Now, interested to see what's more stuff. Yeah. Nice. Monster for Total Warhammer, Blood Bowl 3, um, Battle Sector, some op DLC, and Vermin so, Tide 2. I've got to say, new levels. whoever is like basically just got is in charge of like Warhammer for gaming, I've, I've got to respect <laughs> the strategy of just basically going, right, just send everything yeah. to everyone and just let everyone make everything and then yeah. something will stick. You know, it, it'll either be like mostly great or mostly rubbish, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just get the name out there. Oh, Bolt Gun is in, is apparently. That's what really I'm saying. Good. But you've got Bolt Gun, amazing. You'll pick something else up, it'll be appalling. You'll pick something else up, it'll yeah. be, no, oh, it's all right. You pick something yeah. else up, oh my God, it's like, you know, top five games of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that could cut, but that's because they're just <laughs> shotgunning games out. Yeah. So yeah. it's stick. Incredible. Love it. That's the thing. I mean, it, Bolt, yeah. isn't it Bolt Guns the narrative sequel to Space Marine? Yeah, yeah it's set on the same planet, in, on the same yeah, yeah, in the same universe. But yeah, yeah, awesome. Anyway, um, that's enough of that. Mm. 
we've been chatting for an hour already and we haven't actually talked about what we've been playing uh so let's rerun through what we've been playing gentlemen Go for it. uh you went on the last episode, Chaz. Were you? Were you on the last episode, Chaz? You were. Yeah, yeah. You were on the. I know. Yeah. You, of course, you were. That, that, was a, that was a festival of games. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I edited the bloody thing. Come on, mommy bear. All right. Uh, we'll yes. go alphabetically then. Andy, right, what have you been playing? Games. Um, just excuse me. Just excuse me a moment. I, I, I'm still here, uh, but right. I'm just going to be feeding the game. Uh, no worries. <laughs> That's not a euphemism at all. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, I'm literally going to be feeding my gecko. Right. We're talking about free games. Um, one completed, right. one that started, one that fell off. There you go. So okay. I will talk about the first one that I have completed. Um, another one, Strange Brigade by Rebellion. Yeah. Ah, okay. This no is way. my friend Ryan works on that. Is it? Or someone I know. Uh, there's, there's actually um in my daughter's class there is a Rebellion developer. Um. He works in Italy, oh. I think it is. They've got a studio there. Um, and he, mm. my daughter's been around to his his house and stuff, and he's you know big video game. But yeah, he works oh. for Rebellion. Um, so Rebellion, first person shooter, um, bit like Left for Dead. Um, a lot of emphasis on co-op play. Um, they did it's based similar, quite similar to Zombie Army, um, or Nazi Army, Nazi Army, I think mm. it was. And um, basically, this is like an Indiana Jones where you fight mummies, scorpions, minotaurs, all basically. Yes, that kind of Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, film, isn't it? yeah, they're really re- relaxed with it. There's a voiceover that's quite comedic, you know, um, very dry humor and stuff. Um, it's a solid mm. shooter. Um, I know people talked about it as a bit of a failure. When it came out, um, I don't know why, but it's it's one of those things where you can mm. just play with people and just bash your way through the levels. You know, there's arenas as well where you get locked in, you have to kill all the enemies, and they can be quite tough. But, you know, one of the things I do like is that if you pick up a health potion uh, and you keep hold of it, when you die, you get put in a sarcophagus. <laughs> um and the other player has to come on and bang on the sarcophagus to get you out. However, if they if right. you've got a health potion, um, and even if the other person, two of you have died, but if you've got a health potion, you can continue because the health potion almost like it's like a extra life and can get you out, and you can get the other person. Okay, it's just a lot of fun. You know, there's a huge variety of characters. It's really plays really well, holds up. You know, there was, I think, was, I think it crashed once. There's no real glitches as such. Mm. It's just a solid shooting it's in a 1930s style. We've got a variety of puzzles if you wish to do it. Um, I mean, you could pick it up for a fiver. And then we, me and my brother picked up the DLC, mm. three extra missions, um, with about two quid for season pass. And that just gives you a variety oh, of nice. weapons. You can. You know, you don't have to stick with the same character from level to level. I went from um, female character to a cowboy. I mean, they all have different voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just solid. It's just a lot of fun. But if you're just not wanting to get in depth into it, and highly recommend it. You know, the mm. the checkpoints are really generous. 
you know, a bit different from the Nazi zombie one on yeah. the PS3, um, or, or the third one which came out. Whereas you have to complete levels, and this one there really good checkpoints. So you get past, you can save it, and it'll just send you back into the game from that point, rather than send you back to the beginning of the level. So they have learned by that. But yeah, a lot of fun. Um, highly recommend. I think I highly recommend it. You know, it's one of those things. Which mm. I find, you know, apart from really Uncharted and maybe Indiana Jones that's coming out, you don't really get these 1930s schlocky, um, you know, romancing the stone type of games where we're just exploring the mummy type things. Mm. If you like the mummy f- films, that type of thing, you'll like this. No. So, yeah, I remember the, at the time the multiplayer was like apparently decent, but obviously that that kind of game just wasn't going to pick up traction. But yeah, I always remember people telling me about this game and saying, "Yeah, this is a yeah, it's decent, it's solid, but it just it's a bit like Onrush or something like that, where it just it's a decent." Oh, I you know a lot yeah. of people thought it was decent, or they had a hardcore following, and then no one really picked it up for whatever. It is a shame. It's a shame. Because it looks cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. All four of you playing through this, you'll have a good time. You know, mm. so playing through it with my brother for the whole game. Yeah, it, it is really it is a cooperative game type of thing. Um, you you probably better. Mm. I'm not sure about how good the AI would be. If you're playing by yourself, but yeah, really yeah. good one. Fun. Cool. Um, the game that I fell off. And you know, Matt, it's been talked about enough on the show, but um, Marvel Snap, um, fun game, been, you know, with no mechanics on it and stuff. And I played for it about a month, got really into it. Um, I think I played for about mm. in January time, and you know, worked my way through one of the season passes, didn't buy anything, and at the end of it, you just didn't get anything much. I was just like, and I got bored yeah. of a rinse and repeat type of thing. Okay. And I do like deck building games. Same thing happened to did me. You do um, a lot of, sorry, did you do a lot of like weird like builds? Like Mark, Mark was doing these like crazy builds that just build and build and build and kind of slowly yeah, annoying people. Yeah, I did a few. Over time. I had a couple of different decks. But... See, that's where the... Uh, the um, and you, you kind of needed to pay attention mm. to what the meta of the game was mm. uh, each season. Uh, that's where I really sunk my teeth into it was like building crazy decks that could just like mm. spiral out of control or have like really random consequences. Decks that were really, really, um, that could completely snowball or decks that were like really difficult to play against because they were so um, difficult to read. Uh, and just like. Uh, Decks where you could like you you know that the person you beat like you proper boiled their piss, um, stuff like that was I fucking loved it for a while, and then uh, Apple increased the amount that they take uh-huh. as their cut. Mm. Uh, uh. Apple and Steam, um, not not Android, only Apple and Steam. But iPhone and and Steam were the two places that played the fucking game. And they increased their cut. Uh, and Marvel Snap, despite the fact that they weren't making money hand over fist, and I'm not saying that they should have, um, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't swallow the 
price increase and they passed it on to the consumer. And so that meant that anyone who's playing on iOS and Steam had to pay more for a season pass. And I was like, that's it, I'm out. Yeah. Tipped yeah. over the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I never pitted for it, you know. I thought you were able to unlock it as if you kept going through, but you weren't able to unlock all the cards. I just, despite enjoying the theme, I love Marvel, enjoying the, the mechanics of it, it, I just got bored of doing it constantly. I know they released the like PvP version of it. I don't know. If I'm playing a deck builder, I suppose I sort of see myself playing a more of physical for, format. You know, where you're playing it with people cooperatively, more of a chat about it rather than playing it online or through the, um, the video game version of it. It just enjoy it for a month. Yeah, it's a good game. But for me, I was just like, oh, I've just got other things to do. Yeah. How'd you feel? That's it. Yeah. Um, and the final game I'll talk about is a new one I've started. It's uh, Dicey Dungeons. Oh, I love that game. That is su- That is like my go-to yeah. Switch game. Yeah, in, in bed, like I'll just sit down. I'll do a couple of couple of rounds. Yeah, of it's good. I love I'm it. enjoying it. I started off on the. It's on Game Pass on the Xbox. Um, so, um, started it off. I've completed. First four unlocked five characters. Um so I've done the first you know oh, like nice. so it makes you do the warrior, then the rogue and the scientist for robot yeah. robots fun. You know, um it's a I just love that mechanic. Yeah. I love that dice mechanic of just like rolling a dice and then having to you know, hit certain yeah. numbers to attack and if you don't get them you've just burnt your dice or like you like you say there's situations where they, like people can put status yep. effects on your dice, so it burns you, and then that damages you. And yeah, it's just it's just a really really on the on the face of it, really simple, like sort of very, uh, similar system to actually to right. um, Citizen Sleeper, ironically, but um, but it, yeah, a bit more uh, way more simplified. But yeah, it's just that that kind of yeah that yep. board game slash video game hybrid, yeah. Game, yeah. It's it's really good fun and it's good it's good for even like for my son because obviously like you, there's not much to it. You're all you're doing is just picking yep. the right dice for the right situation tactically and stuff. It's yeah, it's um yeah, it's incredible. Like yeah. a little RPG. Yeah, like um it's like a Yeah, that's RPG, it. I mean there's not really much of a story to it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is I've played these type of games on board games. You know, I'm just like going back to Marvel now. Mm. This has something more to it to keep me interested than Marvel Snap does. It. Yeah. There's more to this in terms of keeping, yeah, building your character and like what you, what weapons you take and don't take, or what art do you go, you know, half yeah. armor, half weaponry, or do you go load up on spells, or yeah. do you load up on health to get past the boss? Like there is actually a lot, yeah. quite a lot of depth in there, but you've just got to kind of. Play. You just got to keep playing round over round over round over round to just kind of That's it. get your head Quite around simple. it. Quite simple. It's map layout, isn't it? On oh, one yeah. screen. Yeah. But yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. Um, recommended for um, lots of gamers. Yeah. Really well written as well. Like some funny dialogue and yeah, in, in, like really interesting characters and stuff and you know the way they portray them through the through the type and stuff is yeah. It's yeah, really and each really character well has its positives and negatives and stuff and so it's good. Yeah. 
Loved it. Dicey Dungeons. Mm. Yeah, well recommended. There you go. So that's all I want to talk about. But yeah, there's a few of them popped me away, but you know, I'll probably revisit those when I've completed or started some new ones. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, all right, Chelsea, what have you been playing? Me. Um, obviously, I basically did all my games in the last episode, so I'm now trying to um, start some new stuff. Um, my son got obsessed with um, some promotional material that I'd made for Smash Brothers on the Wii U. So I went out the other day and I was walking past the uh, CEX and there was Smash Brothers for uh-huh. the Wii U for eight quid. So I thought, sod it. We've been playing the Wii U a lot. Um, lot we've been playing lots of Mario Maker with my son, lots of uh, 3D World with my son. Thought, right, let's get Wii U's getting a bit of a battering at the moment. So yeah, let's play Super Smash Brothers. Never really been into it. Never really. I'll be honest. I've I've only ever played those kind of game like Smash games solo, and I found it a bit boring. Um, but this time I remembered that I've got a GameCube <laughs> adapter for my Wii U. And I have many GameCube controllers. So <laughs> we... Uh, turns out my wife is incredible at Smash Brothers. Um, never played it before. No interesting video games. Picks up Smash Brothers is some kind of weird savant. <laughs> um, so we've been playing three-player Smash Brothers all weekend like absolute rabid animals and it's incredible and it just shows that if you play a game in the right context like it can completely change um how you perceive it uh yeah and like we we all started off you know just button mashing and not really you know not being able to see where we are and all the, all the normal things with smash brothers by the end of it we were like dash cancelling and you know pulling off special moves and getting thrown off the stage and using you know your special moves to fly back on and not get thrown off and creating alliances and destroying alliances and using weapons and god knows what else and like sharing how do you do this move oh you do this and it was like all back and forth and that whole couch co-op thing that i've missed for so long um yeah we were just that was it that was all, all our weekend last weekend was literally every spare moment we got was plowing into smash brothers and it was incredible and i loved it it was just yeah it just made me like completely rethink the game and uh yeah i can now see what everyone what all the big fuss about is with it because it's it's brilliant absolutely brilliant like watching my boy's face like unlock every like sort of every 10 characters you on uh, games you you get to fight someone to unlock them and like seeing him keep constantly going back and going back into this fight and like losing or just almost doing it and then eventually beating the character and jumping up on the sofa and going absolutely bananas and screaming the house down. Yeah, it was just, yeah, just an absolutely joyous experience and I, I absolutely adored it. So yeah, that's all I've played, but it's been, yeah, it's been a big, been a big one in this house this week. So yeah, long may it continue. I hope. Good. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's all I've played. I ha- I have other games on. Like I say, I'm trying to going to start trying control. Go back into control and play that on a PS5. I've picked up um, Lego Star uh, Skywalker Ooh, Saga. Um, so yeah, I've got that to play. So that's my kind of I'm going to be playing that in, in my lunch hours. Uh, and yeah, and a little bit more DMZ. But yeah, that's 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 uh, that's my next couple of weeks, I think. 
Nice. Uh, I still haven't played any DMZ. Oh, you need to join me, mate. We're, we're getting I know, there. I know, I know. I will, I will. <laughs> I will. But yeah. Um, shall I run through what I've been playing then? Go for it. Because this episode length is getting out of hand already. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Um, I've written notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Right, okay. First of all, uh, there's a new Destiny expansion, or new Destiny season. Um... You know, uh, the season, the new season uh, story progresses a little bit, introduces a new activity, whatnot. Everyone gets really excited for the first few weeks, and you hit it. We we all hit it really hard, mm. and then you kind of exhaust the content, uh, and you've maxed leveled, and you've got all the weapons and stuff that you want, and then uh, and then uh, and then it f- settles into a nice, comfortable meet up with friends once a week and do a raid sort of situation, uh, and I like that. Uh, but uh, but I'm in the very early like uh, poking around the new content stuff. Uh, they took Titan away from us a while ago, and now it's back. Kind of, it's not available as in like an open area that you can go and explore. But you, there is a new event that takes place on Titan, which involves diving deep underwater, which triggers my thalassophobia. Something rotten. Um, it's very Bioshock uh Bioshock one um I, I i like the aesthetic what's going on there um it's a fun new activity uh they've added a few other bits and pieces around the edges including the thing that every game should have which is fishing so you can finally <laughs> go fishing in destiny which is a great Space way to just like chill out uh, just go out to an open one of the the open world areas where there's some water and just fish um and you're building up a collection of fishes and then you then you take them back to the helm and you dump them in your big aquarium like you do in animal crossing and i fucking love it um i'm gonna try and catch all the fish uh but yeah uh, nothing much really to say about that there's a new dungeon that drops tomorrow i think a time of recording or next week i don't know um so looking forward to that it's probably going to be very underwater themed um where are my notes? Here we go. Okay, I've written a list because I have been dabbling here and there, Ooh. dipping my toes in the water of uh, open a variety of open world games. I'm just doing a, a compare and contrast. Right. I'm not okay. playing any of them particularly seriously. <laughs> I've just been dabbling in them to see what I like, what I don't like, what some open world games do right and some open world games do wrong. It started off because I was playing um, uh, fucking Sleepy Dogs. Okay. Um, and I really fucking love that game. Mm. It's still really good and it still does some things mm. so well and it does some things really, uh, they're really odd. Mm. Um, it's a tr- That game is a, an interesting game. Mm. Um but I was comparing and contrasting it with some other games. Uh, I played some Mafia 3. I played quite a lot of Mafia 3, actually. Mm. Because Mafia 1, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Mafia 2, quite good. Yeah. Um, Mafia 3... It is a weird game. <laughs> it's a weird game. So, so the f- done with it. The first couple of hours of that game is incredible. You think, hey, here we go. This is a this is a, something a bit special. <clears throat> And then it yep. just drops off a cliff. Yeah. It's like, oh, are they going to say something political here? Because yeah. it's set in the Deep South. 
you're playing an african-american character are they going to say something political yeah, um, yeah no they're not no. uh lincoln clay is working with a guy from the cia and he knows he's working with a guy from the cia and it's like why the fuck would that ever happen um so the story doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. I don't care about any of the characters. Uh, Lincoln is the only halfway likable character, and he's surrounded by people that I, I, I hate. Um, the open world itself is just... There's like five different activities to do in the open world. Yeah. And you have to do a bunch of them before the next story mission will unlock. That's um, so it's not, like, it's not like you have like a... It's constant Ugh. fucking busy work in order yeah. to drive the story forward. And I reached a certain point, and I was like, do you know what? I'm done. Mm. I'm done. I got this. I I only got it because it was a part of a bundle with all three Mafia games, like the definitive edition. There's the remaster of Mafia 1, Mafia yeah. 2, and the definitive version of Mafia 3. Yeah. It's That series went downhill fast. Yeah, there's a um, kernel of a game in there that if they'd have gone in a... You know, if they'd gone left at the traffic lights and, like you say, gone down the kind of political intrigue and, mm-hmm. you know, like just made more than five mission types then that game actually could have been a bit of an like you say up there with Mafia yep. 1 because it was a really interesting premise the only stuff it got going for it is the fact that it's set in New Bordeaux which is it's New Orleans it's, it's mm. set in New Orleans um, but there's nothing to do apart from a handful of these these bullshit like activities in the open world the cars handle like shit the cars sound the engine sound is some of the worst I've heard in a video game since like the 16-bit era. It's so bad. Mm. Um, and like, so the, the, in, in the end, the only thing it's got going for that's good is the is the licensed soundtrack because it's like uh, Lincoln Clay is a guy who's just come back from Vietnam, so it's full of like every song you've ever heard in a Vietnam film. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all it's got going for it. Um, fuck that game. Yeah. Uh, Watch Dogs Legions. Um, Ooh. I picked it up when it was real cheap on PlayStation. Uh, because Zoe hadn't played it. Um, and she's played a chunk of it. Uh, and I, I played. I, I jumped on it and played a little bit because uh, I played it on PC. Um, played it to completion on PC. Uh, and had a lot of fun. But as with every Ubisoft open world game. It's really badly optimized for PC. Yeah. Uh, it's like they build these games for console and then the PC ports are like an afterthought. And so the frame rate is all over the place. Um, at least it runs nice and smoothly, um, like a locked 60 on yeah, uh, I had PS5. to go in and change it because you get the choice of ray traced at 30 or like locked at 60 and battery smooth. Yeah. No, yeah. And fuck that. Seems- like it looks just as good at 60. Yeah. Um, I had to go 60. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that game's fun. It's really fun. Uh, it it's is. it's narratively kind of like the the story isn't great to begin with, and it isn't helped by the fact that there is no central character by by design the way the game is put together. Um, so the story, I kind of missed the um the linearity of it sort of thing. Yeah, not so much of Watch Dogs One because Aiden Pierce it fucking sucks. Uh, but the the lad from Watch Dogs 2 was really likable mm. and his crew was really likable. Uh, speaking of which, the version I got, um, which is like £13, was the um, complete edition, which included the season pass, um, which meant that uh, Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs 1 is available as a character <laughs> you can run around in London with. Um, 
great don't care Beautiful. but wrench from Watch Dogs 2 you know the guy with oh. like the led mask yeah 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 he's available as a character Beautiful. and i like wrench um, i just love the mechanic in that thing in that game where you basically get a a tool that tells you like kind of everyone's personal traits and then you can yep. go and recruit them yeah um, zoe's trying to build and well was trying to build like uh not not all of it but she was trying to build a mini army of grannies <laughs> um, she was obsessed with having a bunch of grannies even though like they can't run and they can't take cover because they've got bad knees mm. uh, but she wanted as many grannies as she could get um, which I think was very funny <laughs> that's very um, good yeah, just, uh, yeah it's a fun game for that. Yeah, like being able to like be a builder and get a, a, a essentially like a, a construction drone that mm. you can then use as a platform to fly across the city and then just essentially parachute you yourself into most buildings yeah is also or, or do what i did which is throw throw in your little like sort of motorized camera on wheels and just send it around looking at everything and just to see what's there and then then follow it in yourself um and steal yeah. whatever you need to steal like covertly and then get out again mm. but then you could do the same mission and you just you could be a spy and you could drive up to the front gates and just it turns into a massive like firefight. Like, yep. I love the way that you can just do any of the missions in like multiple ways. It's, it, it is really great. But it did just... get, I can kind of get broken a little bit by like if you did the liberating a borough, then yeah. you'd get like one of those super strong characters mm. um, that were like, they were so OP, you ended up just using those. Like uh, one of them, you got like a spy who could had a watch that could like turn everyone's guns off for like 30 seconds and a car that go invisible and had like basically mm. James Bond's car. Yeah. Um, or one of the other ones you have like a, uh, you could get a hitman um, with, with a lot of very cool weaponry. Um, you, you got a bunch of like um, specific characters from liberating the boroughs and they were so more, so much more powerful than the average people you recruited you'd end up kind of just using those. Yeah. Um, but it's still an interesting system. I like the sort of like near, near, near future um, mm. dystopian London sort of like very technologically advanced, but not like cyberpunk sort of future. Yeah. Still recognizably London. Yeah. Um, I've had a bit of like a V for Vendetta feel about it. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, Andy Zaltzman's in there doing a podcast, which yeah, is very much like part of the bugle in there as well, which is good. Fun. <laughs> bugle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else have I played? Oh yeah, uh, the other last week it was like the I saw on Twitter and it was like the twelfth anniversary of the release of La Noire, and I was talking about well, that means twelve years ago today <laughs> I bought the Xbox three hundred and sixty because I bought one to play La Noire because it wasn't on console, uh, it wasn't on PC at the time. Um. And then I saw that it was uh, cheap on Steam. I was like, I, I'll play that again. Ugh. I'll give that a try again. Um, and I mean, it's kind of weird to call this one an open world game. It does have an open world, but there mm. is nothing in the open world. No, there's absolutely no reason All for you, you do, to drive from yeah. mission to mission. You should just no quick, quick like uh, was it quick Practice. travel? Yeah. Apart yeah. from occasionally like foot chases and car chases occasionally uh to the point where when you're traveling from one point to another you can literally get your partner to drive on your behalf and just skip the driving because that's it there is nothing 
in the open world. There's no side content or no side quests or anything like that. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of stupid. But it's an odd game. It's kind of cool to see like um, like 1940s Los Angeles mm. laid out uh, to excruciating detail, but completely needlessly. Um, <laughs> Just because you can. I uh, ended up reading some stuff that I'm sure I'd read a long time ago, but like um, I'd forgotten about about like the development of that game and what an absolute arsehole Brendan McNamara was as a yeah. boss and a game director, and how he how he bullied staff, uh, and basically where uh, Team Bondi was just a horrible place to work mm. at. Alenoir comes out, and I think it sold pretty well. It was, I don't know, people memed on it pretty hard. People still meme on it pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and then they were going to make that game The Whore of the Orient, and they showed some screenshots and stuff, yes. and then it kept on getting pushed back and then getting pushed back, and then the entire studio folded. Mm. And I don't Rockstar think... Rockstar Rockstar owned... Yeah. Uh, yeah. They published or the game, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Rockstar yeah, some, 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 yeah. got yeah. the IP, didn't they, yeah. And the Benzies were, um, uh, the Benz was, um, <laughs> was a, uh, uh, a producer on it. And, uh, What's, his name came up the other day. What is he making? A he's making some kind of like crypto shooter. Oh God. Crypto. It's like, a, it's, it's like a, it's like a shoot, like a first person shooter or a third person shooter. That's Leslie Benzies is making a game called everywhere. That's the one. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. Yeah. And is that not mm. jo- Josie Ferris as well? Or is it that? Or, or no. Else? No, is that, that's another game. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm getting confused, but yeah. Everywhere sounds just absolutely bonkers. Mm. Uh, but he hasn't worked on a game in 10 years. GTA 5 was the last thing he, he worked mm. on. And then he left Rockstar. Ooh. Uh... Yeah, he left Rockstar in 2016 and was in a lawsuit with his parent company, Take Two Interactive, over unpaid royalties from April 2016 to February 2019. Uh, yeah. Mate, anyway, do not want to read the copy for <laughs> everywhere the game. I uh, <laughs> don't care. Absolute don't marketing care. nonsense. <laughs> right, yeah. carry on. <laughs> um, one other open world game I've been playing, and this is the one. This is the one, and this is unbelievable. This is the one that I have stuck with the longest so far. The one that <laughs> okay. I have played the most of. The one that I have decided that I'm going to like completely finish, for better or for worse. Just dipping in and playing like half an hour at a time. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, but I'm playing Mad Max again. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it's not a great game. No. Uh there uh, even even more so than like um Mafia 3 the handful of different activities to do in the open world are even more monotonous than um uh, than in that game. Uh but the car combat is kind of cool. The car combat's fucking fun. Mm. And like you know, doing all this shit to get more scrap to be able to build your car to make it bigger and beefier and be able to take down, like, you know, bigger convoys um, is kind of fun. Um, and I don't know why, but I'm stuck with it for... Uh, let me check my Steam. 
see how many hours it played. This is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> um, you go. You guys have played this game, right? I do you know what um, I own it. I've not played it, and I really should because every time I hear anyone talk about it, they go, "It's not great," but I just want to yeah. keep playing it. Uh, yeah. I just want to expect. I just want to experience that those loops. I want to get in, play yeah. a couple of hours, experience all the kind of little bits and bobs with it, and so I so I've played been, it. Been put off by I played the um, at the end of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that's why I'm just dipping in and out and playing like a little bit here, a little bit there. I've played 19 hours over the over the course of like a couple of months. Mm. Yeah. Um, Nearly full day. I know, but it's over the course of like a couple of months playing a bit here, a bit there, you know. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of having fun with it. Uh the reason I, I watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, a couple of months ago and I was like, mm. oh, that's fucking good. Um maybe I, I should check this. out maybe I should check <laughs> the game out again. Maybe I should maybe I should reapprise Mad Max the game. My opinion on it hasn't changed. It's not great. Um it's kind of wasted uh they could have done i have a lot more with it mm. i do not understand why the nemesis system was not put in this game considering it is full yeah. of like mm. different factions and warlords yeah uh i don't understand why that system is not in there i don't know but yeah we've we've talked about that before many many yeah. times so much digital ink and podcasting time has been spilt by uh by games people being like why have they never used the nemesis system in any of their <laughs> other games like warner brothers I, yep. it doesn't make any sense yeah um yeah uh, despite its many 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 faults and shortcomings it's still kind of fun if you like mad max yeah. like as a franchise uh and it's technically canon <laughs> technically. um Technically, it is canon. Yeah, there are characters uh, that both appear and also mentioned uh, in the storyline um, uh, for uh, the Mad Max game that are going to be in the Furiosa film. Oh, okay. Uh, and the the guy that you, the big bad guy is one of um, Morton Joe's sons in the Mad Max game. Like the other one, the one who was too crazy uh to hang out at the Citadel, so gets exiled to the to, to Gastown. Um and it's I, I I don't know whether it's set after the events of Fury Road or whatnot, but it, it's it's not Tom Hardy, it's an Australian Mad Max. Um okay. but it's cut but it, apparently it's canon. Kind Ooh. of <laughs> I don't it's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I picked it up like a couple of pounds, mm. uh, and for that price, you can't really complain. Um, Is it this studio by what did just cause? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Avalanche. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> oh, I have just spotted that the Warhammer Forty K Mechanicus <laughs> soundtrack is going to be available on vinyl. Ooh. And the soundtrack to that game is incredible. So I'm going to have a look at that. <laughs> In collaboration with Games Workshop, Bulwark Studios, and Casino Games, 
Yum David's 11 incredible tracks have been specially mastered for vinyl, pressed to heavyweight discs and slipped into a deluxe gatefold sleeve branded with a spot gloss UV logo. Two two separate coloured discs, one like red splatter and one green splatter. I am apps. I'm 100%. <laughs> I'm all over that. Sorry, don't mean to... Um, £36? You were all <laughs> over it. <laughs> that's it. That's the expression that everyone does with game vinyl. Oh, I know, but it's really... If you, You've played Mechanicus, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. The soundtrack... The soundtrack you, uh, you should play, Andy. It's... it's it, it's, it's on uh, it's on iOS and Android. You don't yeah. even need a a PC to play it. Yeah. Um, it probably plays really well on a tablet, uh, actually. Um, it's a turn-based tactics game, but it, like the soundtrack is like because it's it's um, the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. The soundtrack is very very uh, technological, but then but with like organs and like choirs and stuff in there as well so it's like weird techno church music um which sounds shit when i describe it but like <laughs> i'll post one of the tracks in the chat so you can hear it um right. it's fucking good it's really fucking good and the game's the game is good as well um not sure the soundtrack's worth 66 pounds but whatever uh anyway gone off track um <laughs> Uh, one only one more open world game I've been playing, uh, and that is, of course, um, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <sighs> Have you played it, Chazzy? No, no, I have no. absolutely no intention of picking it up. No, did you and play I, Breath of the Wild? Yeah, that's the that's the reason I'm not picking it up. Like, I'm a big, Fair. like, I'm a very, very big Zelda fan, but I just mm. don't see the value in. Picking up something that's essentially what I've played with a with Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts attached. Like I've got no intention of building stuff. Like I just got so. Well, um, so I haven't done that much really. Yeah. Uh, I've made some very very simple things in it. Um, I've mainly been exploring the world, and I was a little bit trepidatious at first. I was like, "Is this just going to be the same map?" Um, but with, you know, some new mechanics and stuff like that in it. Mm. Um, and it's really not mm. like they've remixed the world because a lot of time has passed. Things have changed. The landscape is different and this new calamity has meant that, um, the areas that you went to before, uh, 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 uh um, Stuff is stuff is happening, which is making them very, very different to play through. Right. Okay. Um, and then you add that, add into that the fact that um, there is not only like hundreds and hundreds of islands in the sky, um, with like their own secrets and uh, mini um. Uh, temples and like mm. shrines and things like that to explore um but there is the entire like underground section and the underground map is as big as the overworld map oh, it's a, um, a bit like an Elden ring yes yeah essentially yeah um with like entrances dotted all over the world um and it's like and it's huge and it's pitch black and it's full of like harder enemies and uh 
but like greater rewards. Mm. Um, like I said, I haven't really engaged in the the building mechanics stuff yet that much because I haven't like assembled enough batteries to really make that. Um, because like when you build stuff and you activate it, it drains your battery power. Uh, in your little little uh, like belt mounted battery holster thing. Um, and I haven't got enough cells on that to be able to keep a machine going for particularly long, right. especially one with lots of components. Um, but I would say if you didn't, if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, no, no, I'm not saying that's you because you said you, no, you did I like Breath yeah. of the Wild. If you didn't like Breath of the Wild, I don't think this is going to change your mind. So Nick <laughs> is probably not going to enjoy this if he <laughs> plays it because yeah. it's still got like the weapon degradation and stuff like that. Um, but the way that you engage with it has changed a lot. So even leaving aside the building mechanic, there's like um, fusing. Fusing has become a huge thing. Hmm. So um, fusing means that you can you you, you find a weapon or you, a weapon or a shield or an or, or you know an arrow, and you can fuse pretty much anything onto it and change its properties. So you find a sword, um, and you've got a piece of diamond fuse the diamond to the sword and suddenly you've got a diamond sword which is does a lot more damage and is a lot more durable than it was normally or you know fuse it it's like uh it speed like uh, uh really shortens <laughs> it's, it's like um uh, like a monster hunter mechanic in some ways because like you kill a monster and you knock the parts off it and you're not taking them back to base to like craft a piece of material out of it you literally just take the monster part and fuse it to a weapon and you've got mm-hmm. a new weapon uh, with new um uh, uh, the, the handles in a new way and does like new things uh, and has more durability. Um, then you can like take the items that you would use to build stuff and you can fuse those to weapons and fuse them to your shields. Like um, you want to get up in the air really quickly, take one of the rockets, stick it to your shield. Uh, and then when you hold your shield up, the rocket fires and he shoots you up into the air. Um, if you're in a, uh, uh, you want to like, um, you know when you when when you're in the air, you could like pull your bow and time would slow down. You need to get that yeah. bullet time thing. Yes. If you want to do that any place you wanted to, stick a bomb flower on your shield and then do the shield surf animation, and the bomb will explode and throw you up in the air, and then you can instantly go into bullet time. Um, <laughs> you want to uh, hit an enemy with an arrow, but the enemy is moving around too much. Take one of the keys eyeballs, stick it on the end of an arrow. Now your arrow is homing. Right, um, I like that. Like you, there's it's like there's so much cool stuff you can do. Um, go into a particularly hot area, uh, and you don't have um the armor to be able to to cool you down. Or you don't have any meals to cool you down. Then take an ice fruit and stick it on your shield, uh, and that'll keep you cool. Or um, you know, one of the the fire fruit and stick it on your shield in a cold area, and that'll keep you warm. Um, there is so much freedom to do things in this game. You know, you know how like it it makes Breath of the Wild look really limited, and right. there was so much stuff to do in Breath of the Wild. So many mm. ways to fuck with that game that people were finding stuff up until uh, like I feel like a couple of months ago, people were still finding stuff. Yeah, uh, in that game, um, and they've put so many more tools and interesting ways to play with that game and to to um, fuck around with the physics. Uh, engine and to 
just explore and have mm. fun uh, in ways that I'm sure they did not intend. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Shigeru Miyamoto uh, is n- probably not particularly happy about the idea of people making like giant flaming dick robots um, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, or the fact that people have been like strapping Koroks to crucifixes and setting fire to them <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but you can, but like the, um, even kind of comparing it to Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is a bit reductive because yeah. this game makes that look so restrictive as well. Like the things you can build in this are kind of stupid. People have been trying to make, um, like a Korok space program. They've been trying to like, cause like this, um, the, you know, the Koroks in Breath mm. of the Wild, you go and do, and you'd find them, um, and do like a little puzzle, or whatever, and they'd give you a Korok seed. One of the, the ones you have in this one is you'll find Koroks around the world, and you'll find one, and he's got a big backpack on, and he's tired, and he needs to get to his friend, and you can see where his friend is, and you have to transport him there. And those Koroks you can pick up because you need to move them. Mm. And so people have been doing like, okay, let's make Koroks space program. Let's build a rocket and strap a cork to the top of it and see how high we can get it in the air. And then people were like figuring out how to make multi-stage rockets. So like wow. there'll be a stage one and then that will separate and then stage two will fire. And it's like Nintendo didn't intend this. <laughs> they just put the tools in here and people within <laughs> within days, people are finding this stuff out. Um, GameSpot are putting up tutorials on how to make the Pelican from Halo, um, like <laughs> a, an autonomous like flying dropship that that has like a separate drone that drops from it and like attacks from the ground as like while this thing is attacking from the air um people have made just the most ridiculous stuff and the game has only been out for what a, like two weeks yeah something like that at this point yeah, a week yeah. two weeks um i think actually it's only a week right yeah i don't know i don't know. i can't remember yeah a week and a bit um it's fucking nuts uh, <laughs> what people have been able to do with this game. I have, I've played, a, a God knows how many hours of it. Uh, I had to take a break over the last couple of days because like, I just I was playing too much. Um, but um, yeah, it's one I feel like I have, I have just, I have, haven't even scratched, begun to scratch the surface yeah. of what there is in the game. It's just that thing of like, I bought Breath of the Wild. I don't particularly want to buy another game that's very similar I, you know it, it, that that's all it comes down i can to see that you know i can I mean? see that yeah yeah i can yeah. see that but the, i would i uh there is enough that's different about it i mean it's familiar enough you know it's familiar enough that it feels yeah. familiar to play um but the world itself is changed enough and there is so much new there's so many new mechanics and whatnot that it feels mm. it feels familiar and yet completely fresh yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't know if I want to pay. Like, how much is that? 40 hours? 40 hours 50 quid. quid. Yeah. Yeah, 50 quid. Um, just, I, I figured, like, I was like, there is no point trying to wait for this game to be cheap again because it never no, was that, a Nintendo game. Games so, never, never come down. Never yeah, come down exactly. Like 35, 40 quid. So, yeah. Get it on day one. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, I'm glad you're enjoying it, though, mate. I, I really am enjoying it. It's uh, It's got its teeth into me so hard. And, like, Zoe has absolutely no interest yeah. in it at all. She played, I don't know, a few hours of Breath of the Wild and she bounced off it hard. She, Her opinion of it is that it was it was completely overrated. Mm. She doesn't like it at all. 
she has been she's been watching these videos of what people have been building in the game and howling with laughter uh <laughs> some of the things that the people have made because it is like it is some of the stuff that people have made is so so hilarious and like one of the funniest things about it is it's not just the funny things you can build it's also the ways in which those things break yeah um because like when you stick bits together it's pretty firm but there's there's a limit at which point everything falls apart and and, and the game it's like the physics engine it's, it's like this this isn't the case but it's like someone programmed in perfect comedic timing into the physics engine which means that when something breaks it will break at, at the most funny possible time in the most funny possible way um yeah it's genuinely brilliant what they've what they've managed to do uh they i mean this uh, there won't be another one um of this game the calamity period um uh zelda but they have said that going forward um the the director oh, i only found out recently this is how like fucking how good job security is at nintendo the current director of zelda is the guy who took over from shigeru miyamoto so there's only been two people in charge of the of, of the Zelda franchise for its entire yeah. history. Mad, right? um, and he said that going forward, uh, the open world format is the way that Zelda games will be. Uh, mm. And the old style, um, they, they view uh, was too restrictive. Yeah. Um, and I love those old Zelda games, but I'm all for more open world Zelda games because Nintendo know how to make open world games right. They mm. really, really do. Um, yeah. That's I'm cool. going to stop talking about it now. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because I wish I'd not bought what Breath of the Wild so I could play this one because it just sounds like it's just got more of everything. Yeah, we didn't know it was going to exist though, did you? Yeah, that's it. So, hey-ho. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, just go on TikTok and watch some videos of some of the that's shit it, that man. built because it's so fucking funny. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Um, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Not for me. No. 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 Cool. All right, then. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up, then. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks with maybe a special episode. Another, like, film episode or something. It's probably going to be a film episode, right? Yeah, we watched some. I think we had one. Yeah, we had one lined up. We just haven't talked about, like, actually recording it. Yeah. Um. It was a couple of films. Just keep an eye on the socials. Um, just keep an eye on Laps Gamer, um, Twitter, uh, so Twitter at Laps Gamer. Um, and yeah, uh, or, or maybe we'll, I don't know, I don't know when, uh, how uh, recording times line up with the other not E3 stuff. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but anyway, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me. It's always Thank a you. pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, good to um, have you back, mate. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to the listener. Uh, and we will catch you on the next episode. Cool. See you soon. Bye. Bye.